My Friends Friends podcast. I'm one of your friends, Simone, and I live in Perugia, Italy. And I'm one of your fiends, Paris, coming to you from Würzburg, Germany. So recently, Paris and I realized that we both love celebrating moments when our friends become friends and laughing about the times when interpersonal chemistry surprised us. So a couple of times a month, we'll introduce our friends from around the world to each other talk some nonsense, and play some games, and get to know one another. Prepare yourself to want to go out and make new friends, or reconnect with old friends, to learn about how friendship takes on a different form for all of us, and to hear oodles of laughter. Hey, Paris. Hello, Rock. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So we're going to have to clarify that for everybody. Hi, Simone. Hi. So, we're still in Italy. We are still in Italy. We are um, hanging out here, having a wonderful afternoon. We've time-traveled to the future. We've time-traveled to the future. Um, Three hours. We've painted our nails. (laughs) Yes, we We did. We have watched Mike Rebiglia Thank God for Jokes. Thank God for Jokes. And we're having a great time. We are. So much so. That we wanted to share this great time mm-hmm. with the third musketeer in this. Oh, no, no. Or the third. Well, not really the third wheel. I'm the third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the second wheel. <laughs> the second of the three wheels yes. in this tricycle. In this tricycle. Yes. Um, um, Andre. We're Andre. so excited to get to have Andre on the pod and introduce him to all of our all of our many <laughs> listeners. Four. Our four listeners. Um, well, I am honored to be on the podcast today for all of you four listeners. <laughs> well, you're one of the listeners. <laughs> for all of you three listeners. <laughs> yeah, the other two will be the other three. <laughs> math. You can math. Math is hard, man. Um, being <laughs> my mom versus dad. And Charlotte? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. We My know. mom also listens to it. Oh, so oh. it's. Oh, I was gonna say it's all of our moms. But... It's all of our. But it's not. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're gonna need to come back to that joke. Also, too. also the rock. The rock oh, joke. Yeah. Okay, so I think that as a fun. Uh, intro to having Andre on, I would like to have him explain his life theory that's, I mean, not like nobody, it's a theory that I think lots of people probably also share. Uh I'm not sure where it comes from, but it's kind of like how every pot has a lid. Mm -hmm. It's that every rock has a balloon, so it's basically to describe couples or friendship, and Mm -hmm. you have one person in the relationship who is very grounded but who needs a little bit of help moving and then you have one person who without the rock would just kind of fly wherever the wind was blowing or go up into the atmosphere and explode (laughs) 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 and so when you have both you have balance the rock gets to move a little bit but the balloon stays grounded for every for every force, there's an equal and opposite reaction. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm. Yes, for all the engineers but listening. applied to relationships. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, I like this. Mm-hmm. So I have been about five minutes 
three minutes ago, <laughs> been classified as the balloon, and uh-huh. Simone as the rock. Yeah. I'm also the balloon. Yeah. I'm still the rock in that relationship, <laughs> too. <laughs> well, like we discussed last time about the Enneagram, I am the same number as Andre. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are both type eights. Wing seven. With a wing seven, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven is my lucky number. I love the number seven. It's my oh. favorite. So can I, I'm going to tell you the story of how it, because it's everybody's lucky number, yeah. right? Fraser signed up for, to play soccer mm-hmm. uh, when she, a, a year before I did. And then the next year her mom said, you know, Donna, should you sign Paris up for mm-hmm. soccer? It'd be kind of fun. She can be with Fraser. And my mom said, sure. So Fraser and her mom did all of the signing up, did all of the locating. Anyway, so Fraser did the first team meeting. I, for some reason, could not go. And she wanted to get me the number nine because I think I was nine years old Ooh, so Fraser cute. got number eight because mm-hmm. she was eight and she wanted to get me number nine but then yeah. somebody had taken number nine so she got me number seven and that is how my favorite number became oh, seven that's so cute I like it except for the fact that everyone's favorite number I know. is seven it's not a unique favorite number no which is but mine was so accidental yeah so that's I, a good story about it I did end up changing it slightly because I just didn't want to fight with people over the number seven all the time. Uh-huh. So I just made it 17. Oh, cute. Mm. Yeah. Plus 10. <laughs> Plus 10. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite number, Andre? I don't really have a favorite number, no. Oh. Simone? Sorry. No. I would, I would go with seven, I guess. Mm. I just... Yeah, it's a good one. I also like to write the number seven. Mm. And I always wrote it with a little line oh. in the seven yeah. as well. Yeah, I don't well. usually write the line. It's not a very American thing to do, apparently. Mm. But I don't Andre know. Andre probably writes the line. I do write the line. Also in my Z's. Yeah, I started doing that because oh, yeah. Z's can look like different things. I also do it in my mm-hmm. Z's. Mm-hmm. Z's. Yes. Oh my goodness. X, Y, Z. I know. When you said X, Y, Z earlier, it's like it was like jarring to me. I'm like, oh no, that's right. That's how I say it. I'm, I'm an American. <laughs> I, I do that too. I mean, what? I do. I do it too. Oh. oh my goodness. So normally on these episodes, normally of the handful that we've done, <laughs> Paris asked me a question and I asked Paris a question. Um, Andre, if you would like to ask us any questions. Well, maybe I'll be... I'll have a question inspired by your questions to each other. Okay. Okay. That's fun. We're pulling out our question lists. Ooh. Okay. So this was something based off of... So I think we definitely need to go back to this joke Mm -hmm. that was made at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, But, so we watched this Thank God for Jokes. I'm just wondering if I'm... Yes. Okay. So we watched this thing, Thank God for Jokes, Mm -hmm. by, by Mike Birbiglia. And the thing that we giggled about too quite a lot in that movie was being late people who are late all the time so i am just curious of the both of you are you a late person and an on-time person so i want to each one of you are you Mm -hmm. a late person or an on-time person i'll let andre answer first uh we're pretty hardcore late people mostly because i'm late and when we have to go places simone has to go with me so therefore she's also a late person so but i would say i am also a late person but i am not as late of a person no andre is you're like a one minute late person i'm like a five or ten minute late person he's like a half hour late. yeah i could be like a half hour late person i try not to be for things that are important obviously but for things that 
you know, no one's going to like fire me or, you know, I'll just show up when it's convenient. Yeah. And I know what you mean. Which sounds bad. It's not like I'm trying to be late. I just usually am a later person. But he also has no, he has no care about it. Like he's like you, Paris, Mm -hmm. in that he, I'll be like, we're running late to this thing and I'll be upset about it. And he'll just be like, I don't care. (laughs) Well, also we live in Italy where time is not so rigid Mm -hmm. so you can be late to things and it's not considered rude yeah like amanda said time does not exist right now yeah it does yeah i mean i know that was very particular for right now but time does not exist yeah no you can be a lot later here and it's not a big deal and it's very nice i do feel that our lateness is due to the fact that at least my lateness and i think it also applies to andre is that we're pretty optimistic people I'm a very optimistic mm-hmm. person, and I think that late people, well, well this could be wrong <laughs> or not, but I, I'm guessing that a lot of optimists are late people because we're constantly thinking to ourselves, oh, I could get this one more thing done before I go. Mm. Oh, I could do this one more thing. And and it's just like, you're not trying to be late. You're just thinking I I have time for this and so Mm. that ends up why being why I'm late I think that's absolutely true because you should see the lists that I make for my days and how much I actually complete is usually about 30 percent of what I want to do in a day Mm -hmm. so Paris you're an on-time person is that right Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, you live in the right place to be an on-time person. Germans. Yes, stereotypically. They love their rules. Mm-hmm. Well, and I being love, punctual. And mm-hmm. I love rules. And I love being punctual. Yeah. And um, so the, the the reasoning behind all of this is because my mother was late to everything, mm-hmm. including her own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my father at the church with all the people going... Eh, she shows up when she She'll shows up. She'll get here when she gets here. So, Donna! Yes. So my dad asks his best friend, JR, to go check on my mom. And JR loved telling this story. And he's like, yeah, I get to your house and your mom is running around in her bathrobe and her hair curlers. <laughs> going, I just just 20 more minutes, just 20 more minutes. It's like three hours, right? She is late. This is not like a 20-minute dealy bob. She is late. So, oh, my gosh. Anyway, so she, has, she was late to everything. She was definitely that person mm-hmm. that you told the party starts at 4 when it actually started at 5. Yeah. And similar to what Mike Birbiglia was mentioning today on that comedy show, I was left at school so many times. Yeah. Just because she... So this is also is, is quite fun and maybe a good lead-in as well to a totally different topic. But she had such a big heart. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time she was late because she decided to buy the homeless guy on the street lunch and mm-hmm. have lunch with him. No matter that her eight-year-old child was waiting outside of school for four <laughs> hours. <laughs> or that... Oh, my gosh. Or that she would, she would just forget. She would forget that we were... At school, because she got so distracted by doing these other types of things, right? And so, again, I just remember one time, 
and again, this is before the times of cell phones and things like that. Mm. And that was in kindergarten. So I was five years old and it got dark. And so finally they called or I, I went home with another friend of mine and still I ate dinner at their house. Like I got in pajamas at their house <gasps> and then my mom came. <laughs> Goodness. I think it's hilarious. And you were just like, oh, I'm bebopping around here. Okay. Yeah, I mean. You weren't, it, like, bummed out or no, anything. No, okay. And, I mean, we went to, we went to elementary and middle school not too far from, mm-hmm. from the house. Anyway. Yeah. And, actually, so there was one time, oh, man, did I get oh, in trouble. Oh, man. So, I was five year, fifth, fifth grade, so I was 10 years old. And my sister was in the same school as me, so I think she must have been in the second grade or first grade or anyway. And so I was waiting out there, waiting out there, and finally, 10-year-old Paris decided we're going to walk home because I am sick of waiting I'm outside. I'm going to show her. I'm going to show her. Yeah. <clears throat> Didn't yeah. go over Didn't well? Didn't go over well. No? No, especially because we took this little, there was like one little alleyway we could take, mm-hmm. but if you took that alleyway, which made it shorter going yeah. home... If you drove on the normal streets that you would go to get home, you couldn't see. The, so my mom yeah. went to the school. We weren't there. She drove the route. It's not that far. It's yeah. a 10-minute walk, if that. And she didn't see us. So then that also, I was not... She was not enthused, to <laughs> say the least. So, yeah. yeah. So I am on time yeah, to so everything. Yeah, so that's your, your response to being raised by a late person, a very yes, late a person. a very late person. Is to be a very on-time person. So much so that I would call, I worked at a coffee shop uh, in high school, mm-hmm. and I remember something happened and I was going to be late, and I called the shift supervisor and I said, Mike, I'm really sorry, I'm going to be late. And he said, oh, okay, well, how late are you going to be? I was like, one or two minutes. <laughs> and Mike said, why are you calling me? Yes, exactly. I could be working. And mm-hmm. now I'm talking to you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I'm uh, very much an on-time person. But I, I like have that. I have not been blessed, really, mm-hmm. with an on-time partner mm. in the past. And yeah. so I have had to have a lot of patience. Yeah. Like my father. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, anyway, that that was what I thought of him. Yeah. Mike Burbiglia. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, my question was, I want to hear about. So we've been hanging out for like ten days, pretty much, mm-hmm. and I want to hear about your pescatarianism. Oh. I feel like that would be cool because we've had, and we've talked about how Andre loves to cook and he's a great cook and that comes up a lot because I we love like him food. and we love food. <laughs> and We're not telling you which order. <laughs> no. We no, love no. you more it's than an, food. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's not a restaurant, but people do enjoy the food. <laughs> So that has been fun for us to make new things or just um, get creative. So I'd like to hear about when you decided that. I know it's been a long time and how you came to that decision and, I don't know, any evolution. Mm. Yeah. So there have been a lot of studies that have Mm -hmm. linked meat eating, especially in the United States, with cancer. Mm. And... 
my mother passed away from cancer when mm-hmm. I was 15 mm-hmm. and she has three sisters and two of those sisters had breast cancer before the age of like 35. Mm. So <clears throat> when you have the, because breast cancer is hereditary or it, a lot of it comes that way. If you have anybody in your family that's had breast cancer, mm-hmm. it's something like a 33% more chance of getting breast mm-hmm. cancer. And then if anybody in your family has died from breast cancer, it's like a 50% chance. So basically, this is not how statistics work, but 50% plus 33% plus 30%, 33% <laughs> is over 100%. Again, not how statistics work. Not how statistics work. However. But if they did work this way, it still wouldn't be great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I... Just, I had kind of thought about it and just never really taken the plunge, if you will. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Again, I just thought about mm-hmm. it. And uh, in about 2009, no, 2010, I was living in Greenville, South Carolina. And my boyfriend and I went to the bookstore. He mm-hmm. wanted to buy a recipe book. And he comes up to me at the end of this bookstore experience and he says, I found a cookbook, but it's a vegan cookbook, but everything mm. in it looks really good. Mm. And I was like, okay, sure. I'm yeah, fine. Whatever. whatever. And so we just started cooking out of this cookbook at home. And yeah. so slowly, and I, I was eating fish at the time. We both really liked fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I just started eating no meat at home and said, well, right, well, this is, I just won't eat it when I go out. Yeah. And there you go. So cool. that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. Um, and again, if it's something so small as not eating meat that can help reduce my yeah <laughs> over a hundred percent chance yeah. of <laughs> astronomical <laughs> chance of getting cancer, yeah. yeah, why not? Yeah. So I've gone back and forth over the years. I was a full vegetarian without eating fish mm-hmm. for quite a few years when I lived in Colorado, um, and then when I moved to Charleston, I made it a little bit more particular, saying mm. like no, uh, eating fresh local fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I moved to England, things have changed just a little bit, where I'm, I don't make it a particular fresh local fish thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, like you said, it's an evolving thing. You can choose yeah. certain things over certain times. Yeah. Um, but. You know, it's a very interesting thing because a lot of people like to tell me why I shouldn't be a vegetarian. Oh, my, really? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And my favorite question is, so what do you eat? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so many things. All the things. Yeah. I mean, so that was, so anyway, so that's kind of the, the story. And yeah. I, I like, I, I think that once I became a vegetarian, I started cooking more for myself mm-hmm. and just really explored a lot of really different foods. Mm. So I like that. Don't see it changing anytime soon. No. But I do have a lot of, I've tried to figure out the fish piece of it because I love fish, but mm-hmm. honestly, eating fish might almost be one of the worst things for the environment. Yeah, it's tough. It is. So I haven't really there figured. There be like a lot of mercury in fish. Is that right? I think certain fishes. Yeah. And only if you eat a lot of fish. Which, but what's yeah. a we lot of fish? To, yeah. Well, it, I don't know, but it's like if you ate sushi every day, you might get mercury poisoning. Yeah. Maybe mm. it's one of those extreme things. But I... We're not, yeah. we're not experts, I guess. No. So yeah. I, we'll see. But so I guess that talking about this week and this, this time here, mm-hmm. we've pretty much... We had the fish the one night in Verona that you made. Yep. But here... We haven't had fish at all. 
We had fried calamari with oh, gluten-free right. flour. That's right. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh, so good. So mm. good. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I've eaten like a queen this entire uh... week. So then tell us about your food exploits. My food when, exploits? When did you, Andre, when did you become interested in food and that evolution? I would say that it came out of wanting to help my mom in the kitchen, which I know mm. sounds Oh, that's so sweet. But mm. it it's true. Um, I was kind of her sidekick go- growing up. Mm. And I remember, I think I was about eight. We were living in Hawaii at the time. I lived there from the ages of seven to until I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think she started out by giving me like a real knife and then thought, maybe that's not right. And so she gave me a plastic <laughs> one. And I think I practiced with that. And I just helped her with simple things like craft boxes of mac and cheese. Oh my gosh! Making oatmeal for myself in the morning, and it's funny because you don't like oatmeal. No, I I remember eating it one day in fourth grade and just deciding that I couldn't do it anymore, and I haven't I haven't eaten it since. Oh my gosh! I do like oatmeal raisin cookies though. Oh my gosh! I made such and crumble. oatmeal raisin cookies the other day. Well, we need to have some of those. We need that we recipe. Have oatmeal. Tell, give, send me the recipe, and we'll share it on the on the pod. Oh, that's a great idea. And from there, it just kind of developed into a love for food and a love for being in the kitchen with other people Mm. and also watching the Food Network or any Mm -hmm. programs like that before the age of Netflix and, and, you know, streaming. Mm -hmm. It was very therapeutic to watch people cook. Mm -hmm. And it also gave me ideas. I am somebody who, when they... When I decide I like something, I go for it and I try to do it to the best of my ability. And so it's one of those things that helps me stay creative, but is not music, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And it also helps me kind of take my brain out of my head for a few minutes. And that's also really um, nice to do at the end of a long, hard day. So it's one of those things that has helped me. A lot, and that keeps developing. So what's your favorite thing to cook? I know, it's the most evil question. I would say you love baking the most. I do love baking a lot. Well, that, yeah. But I'm not sure. Mm. I really like everything. You really love making... (laughs) I like food. Yes. You really love making cakes and pies. Particularly when I need to procrastinate. So if I have, this <laughs> oh is very true, God. if I have a deadline or if I have a, had a big exam when I was doing my master's degree, mm. I would just not study. And yeah. three-layer cakes would be made. I would take the time to, like, pit, you know, a kilo or two of cherries to make pie. And I don't have a cherry pitter. You know, the things that take the longest amount of time is that I just wouldn't have to study. Oh, my gosh. I should have been around when you were doing that. (laughs) I love pie. I lived with Gabe when I did that quite a bit. So uh, when we were roommates back Mm -hmm. in Colorado before Simone and I got married. So he got to eat some of those. Benefited from that. Yes. So, Simone, do you have a favorite thing that you like to cook? Or how do you feel about cooking? What is it? I like cooking a lot. And I've actually been reading Samin Nosrat's Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. and Great book. We love Samin um, and love, you know, her Netflix special and pretty much anything she does. We are 
we are down. And so that's actually, I mean, I don't feel like a bad cook, but it's just been great to kind of, she, she's written the book in a way that really highlights the principles of cooking mm. rather than just here's a recipe. Um, so it's, it's a book that's actually designed to be more read, more cover to cover. And so I'm doing that and it's very inspirational in the sense that I've felt a little more confidence with, you know, making a pasta and I know I love cream and cream-based things. So if I'm adding, you know, a creamy pasta sauce, then I feel the confidence to squeeze a whole lemon at the very end over everything. And that might not have been my intuition at first, Mm. but now I've learned, oh, actually, this sour thing, this flavor that I like, but it's not something I'm necessarily drawn to, is actually going to make your dish so much more complex and balanced and um, delicious. And so it's helped me understand those things a little more, and I've been enjoying that. Yeah. I like that idea of balance, like rocks and balloons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. So, as you guys know, uh, Paris has been visiting from Würzburg, Germany, for uh, about a week and a half. And I'm curious to know what you have both learned about each other on this trip. Ooh. What a good question. Well, okay, so we were talking a little bit last episode about our personality types, and I am definitely a people-pleasing... <laughs> people-pleasing burp monster. Love it. <laughs> oh my so I'm definitely a people-pleaser, and Paris is not in a, in a good way. She's very, um, like, I can just be honest with her about something. Or a couple episodes ago, Paris was talking about being a low-maintenance friend. Like, she can come over and read a book or something. And that has been, and I know that about her, but it's been so wonderful to experience that when we have guests. I know. Paris is doing cutesy base. So, I have really loved experiencing that because it feels a little bit less like I have to host, and it feels like I can be a little bit more authentic, because while I love hosting, it is a lot of work, and it is tiring, Mm -hmm. and it's nice to be able to spend that energy on the friendship piece because I think your our energy is limited, and mm. I don't know. I think it enables us to have a real, um, a, a deeper connection. And I have loved. Actually, we did the Enneagram when we talked about that. And since Paris and Andre have similar personality types, or at least according to this, mm-hmm. I know I feel a little more freedom to just say we. Will you give me that glass of water or something? Whereas if I was feeling more hosty, which actually my personality type is called the hostess, according to some type tests, mm-hmm. um, 
I feel like I would feel that pressure to like constantly not ask anything of her. But mm. she feels loved, I think, mm-hmm. if I say, will you hand me that yes, thing? Yes, so yeah. much. Treat me like... <laughs> or we were just saying, I I said, you know, I went to the restroom, I peed <laughs> in front of Paris, and Paris literally said, I love it that you will do this in front of me. It's a sign of true friendship. <laughs> so that's been very fun. Yes, especially because as I informed Simone, it's hard for me to remember to close the door when I use the toilet because we just didn't do that at my house mm, it, growing, uh, up. growing up. Mm-hmm. So it was a very, yeah, I don't know. Op- I don't know. It's not like in a weird way, but just very much we just didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Hmm. I'm still thinking. Okay. I have all these things in my head, but they uh-huh. don't, like, coalesce into a a bulb. Well, you can uh-huh. just start talking like I do and then yeah. finish your thought while you're still talking. Okay. This also doesn't really come as a surprise to me, but I've experienced it more while being here, is that you are a very good listener. And... <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised by this. <laughs> well, I think it's paired with. So when you talked about last episode that your favorite thing of this whole trip is the walks that we've gone on mm-hmm. and the talks that we've had, and sometimes I feel like so I think as humans, generally, the easiest thing to talk about is ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. you know yourself the best. Oh, I will talk about myself till the cows come home, and I would love to listen to that. <laughs> No. no, you guys, you our listener <laughs> friends should know that a lot of people feel weird about Cows. listening to the nope, <laughs> listening to their own voices on oh, a gosh. podcast. Oh no! It took Paris and I about two seconds to get over that, and now we listen back to our recording. Then they were like, "I like me." I keep yes. going like, "We're funny." Oh my gosh! Well, we said a good thing here, and we just. I just think that we're the funniest. I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> and I will sit there and just laugh at my own thoughts sometimes. Yeah. Again, I don't think people think I'm hilarious. Yeah. But. <laughs> anyway, so that's my thing is that I, I, you went on these walks. And again, I think it takes, it, it is an, it is an art form of asking people questions and then listening to the answer Mm. and that's really what i mean of i've that's what i've learned about simone so again i mean i know we talk all the time anyway but i think it was even more so apparent to me Mm. this trip you have patience for the stories that i tell oh my gosh how could you not (laughs) they are pretty good stories oh thanks but and I don't know. I just feel like some, and and it doesn't feel like a disinterested like uh huh uh huh. Like when mm-hmm. is she? You are you are asking questions. You are interrupting in a way that facilitates the Hopefully conversation. It's a, good, a good interrupting. <laughs> no, but again, it's it's and and mm. you always bring it back. Really? If you interrupt to ask something or to comment on something, we were walking, mm-hmm. and again, I don't remember what we were talking about at that point in time, but 
we we went off into a trail. I never mm-hmm. finished the conversation. We were walking in, yeah. and then you were like, so, da 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 right? That's and we were talking about. And that is also like, oh, she was really paying attention. Oh, so good. it's an it's an art form, I think. So Well, I would like to know because I know the pod is a lot about me and Paris's Paris and Mai's friendship. Is that how you say that? But I would like to know about Andre and Paris because you guys are friends oh, too. This is true. And you don't talk as much as Paris and I, but you're still friends and you've mm. still been hanging out in a different context mm-hmm. for 10 days and traveling together and all that kind this of thing. This is true. So I'd like to hear about that a little bit. Any more specific directives? <laughs> well, here. So my, so you're, you're exactly right. And I feel like sometimes, so because you're, so, okay. You're both my friends, right? Yeah. But obviously Simone and I have this everyday relationship Mm -hmm. yes and however i feel like even in our everyday relationship i'm always like what's andre doing you know and and i know i've said this before but yes i also listen to the marco polos and things yes Mm -hmm. you're i know that everything i say to simone you can hear you're Mm -hmm. hearing it right which is good it's nice it's comfortable exactly Mm -hmm. and so i feel like sometimes when you are friends with a couple and maybe you only know one of them or mm-hmm. something like this. Like when Simone, so my my favorite part of my journey with you this this 10 days has been our book reading at that cafe. Oh, yes. <laughs> because that was quite nice. It was really nice. And it was like, we wanted to stay out. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, you were going to go. You were going to go. And then I wanted to go. And then I was like, is it okay if I bring you my... You guys were going to go to the grocery store, and I don't oh. like grocery and store shopping. I love grocery and store shopping. I love grocery oh, stores. Gosh. So I just went to the Airbnb and took a little nap and stuff, and you guys went to a coffee shop, read a book, and, and went to my the grocery, grocery shopping. Store. But yep. this was also the thing, is when we were deciding that we were going to go to this cafe first, yeah. right? Because you, you were hungry. <laughs> I was so hungry. <laughs> and you couldn't get that sandwich. That's the point in every oh vacation gosh. when everyone is hungry <laughs> and, yeah, you well, got to find a spot. And so I said, do you mind if I bring my book? I said, not at all. And, and so one, the, I would, uh, the point of this is that I felt comfortable enough to say, can we go hang out together? But I want to sit there and read. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite things is when you can be around people, but you don't feel like you have to talk. To enjoy each other's company, you can just be next to each other mm-hmm. and enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. And so we did the, the the food business. Simone ate, drank her doobies. No, that's that's the wrong thing. So we we right. went to the cafe, and Simone had the coffee and, and the a snack and the snack, and then she went and you napped. Mm-hmm. And Andre and I hung out a bit longer at the cafe to read however as it normally goes when you sit there to try and read together the first 10 minutes i wouldn't shut up (laughs) i kept going oh this or oh because we were watching there was some um, people watching we were people watching but Mm -hmm. there was also a pride organization demonstration or something going on Mm -hmm. yeah so we started talking about pride and about um sexuality and again we went way into the sexuality and the that topic like immediately yeah and no shame. No shame. No and shame. Th- that was, and I just, and, and then we would try to read and then he would have a thought and he would say, it, and then I would have a thought and, and then finally, okay, really, we're going to, we're going to sit here. We're going to read. We did finish our chapters we that did. we were reading Good though, job, for the record, mm-hmm. for the record, for the record. So that has been 
So in a, in our in our own way, having our relationship furthered with these both one-on-one type experiences, but then also same. Yeah, it's been good. It's been real. Well, I loved hearing about that. That was so much fun, you guys. What do you and mean? I can relate to that. What about you, if anything? Oh, okay. Um, you don't have to, though. No, you I will, because it. I... Was I thought I was included in this? Well, you were, but I can I can bring up my own point, and <laughs> that is that. Um, let me think. <laughs> okay, no, well, hang on one second. Let me think of how to say it. I would like to add one thing to that story, which is that I was talking with my boss about this very concept this week, and I loved that the example she gave of the friendship was that it's so nice when you can cook quietly together. Oh. And I was like, that is the sweetest image in my mind of, you know, just mm-hmm. chopping, uh, you know, mm. chopping vegetables together or something. It's Which lovely. we have done. Which we have done. A lot of chopping. Lots of chopping. But I like chopping. Yeah. That's great. good. <laughs> Put a knife in my hand and oh, chop, just, chop away. Yeah. I would say that I have enjoyed our conversation the most because we can talk about anything and bounce ideas off of each other and Mm. ask each other good questions and I think Paris really listens and really tries to understand and get her mind around the things that you're saying and doesn't just dismiss them so that's been really cool to talk about my potential doctoral thesis Mm. which is in music which has just about nothing to do with engineering but Paris (laughs) is listening and reading my little um what do you call those mind map? yeah mind map you I know with the it. with the bubble in the middle and the and the arms going out to other ideas and um trying to understand what schools i want to go to what do the schools do and i really appreciate that interest another fun thing we've done all together is play Ticket to Ride, the Ticket board game. Ticket to Ride. Oh my gosh, I love this game. Even though it makes me so nervous. So nervous. It's a great game. Ugh, I would great. highly recommend it. I agree. Yeah, it's a great little board game. And I'm not a game person. Even but she though, loves it. Even though I made games a an integral part of this podcast. <laughs> you did. <laughs> don't really like games that much. Huh. Uh, and I love they're this stressful? One. Yeah, why? Um, not. Why not? They are, I think I'm like deep down competitive and I don't like losing. Mm. I don't like losing. That's the big thing. And so it's not a good quality to have. Mm. So instead of putting myself in the situation where I'm going to be expressing negative (laughs) poor poor qualities, I choose to, in general... Not do that, but also games can be really complicated or, and, and when everyone else knows how to play a mm. game and I'm learning how, I don't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me feel dumb. One time, one of my closest friends was explaining to me how to play the card game Euchre, oh, which is a man. very popular game, card game in the Midwest of the United States. And people over the age of 60. With, yeah. <laughs> So it was a family game she grew up playing. Yeah, yeah. And Michigan. I did not 
I'm not good at card games or I don't feel like I'm good at them or whatever, but I'm trying to learn and then play with people. By the time she finished explaining the rules to me, I was pretty much in tears. (laughs) And her sweet mother looked over to me and said, do you want me to play for you? (laughs) And I said, yes, please. And then I went and and talked, which as you can tell from all of our answers in the past, in this episode and the last episode, we all love talking and thinking and obviously we made a podcast, Mm. uh, which is talking. Usually when we hang out with friends, it's a lot of um, dinner and wine and talking. Mm. And not as many games, but... If people really love games, I'll give it a try. Or heck, I'm fine with like, we'll go over to our friends Davide and Anika's house, and Andre and Davide and Anika will play ticket. We'll play uh, Settlers of Catan, and I'll take a nap. Perfect. <laughs> True story. <laughs> it's definitely happened. Uh, well, I definitely can relate to your point of learning a new game. Mm. While wow. so this is so poor Zena, my friend Zena. We I was over at her house, and we they. So this is actually something I love about Germany is Germans, as love games. they love games and yeah. I love games. And we grew up playing all these board games and yeah. making up games and all this. And so almost every time I go over to one of my friend's places, we end up playing a game. Mm. And so I was over there and they had invited two of their friends over and they normally play this specific card game with their friends. And so I played and, but it was, it's definitely a four person game. Mm. So anyway, so Zena did a great job of explaining it to me mm-hmm. in German. Oh, wow. But it was also just like, there were like all these rules and there were all these special rules. And there were just times when I was just like, I don't want to play anymore. I'm <laughs> done. And then I, and then I screwed some stuff up. And again, there was nothing wrong. It was just, I felt so bad for Zena having to play with this idiot. <laughs> it's like, what, what do you mean? And then I would put down a card and they're like, you don't want to put that card down. I'm like, I don't. Okay. never mind. I take it back. <laughs> Uh, I keep forgetting. Yeah. Mm. So we we like laughing. Yes, I do too. Mm. It's good. So yeah. So I I, am, I understand you. Yeah. So another fun thing that we did in addition in addition to watching Mike Birbiglia's stand up routine was watching Daniel Sloss's stand up routine. Mike Birbiglia's routine I had seen. I was showing it to Paris. Paris was showing it to me. And so this is how we watched both of them. And Pears, Daniel has a lot of jokes about his sister who has passed away. And you can relate to those a lot. And we, I wanted to bring it back to our joke at the very beginning of the podcast and dig into, which you've talked about it a bit on the pod anyways, mm-hmm. but maybe your perspective on those kind of jokes and... Uh, why do you think they're hilarious? I think death jokes are to die for. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being funny. If we're being funny, that was a really cheap shot. I am, I'm aware. Um, I don't know. I think so. So Daniel Sloss kind of he 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 says it in a really good way of basically that with with jokes and with laughing you humanize mm. situations, and to me, you know she died like it's a part of life right Mm -hmm. and it sucks and it's an experience but i also see it as it made me who i am today 
and I kind of like who I am today. And that sounds terrible, but at the same time, I don't know. Again, who knows how I would anyway. So I just find it funny and I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, it's something to laugh about. Like I, I there's a, again, you, you, you have to have laughter, right? Yeah. You have to have laughter. And so I just find any jokes about death, and like, again, I take no offense when people make comments or, I mean, I, I love, I also love to make people feel really awkward about it. Yeah. Like we had this telemarketer calling within, I don't know, a couple of years after my mom died and he kept asking for my mom and he was doing it wrong. And, and the, because of our last name, very confusing for a lot of people. Mm. And so he basically, I just finally said, she's dead. Oh my <laughs> straight up deadpan um well she's dead and he was just like uh, 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 oh, okay have a good night <laughs> oh my god i mean what do you say to that exactly yeah you can't continue to push your product no you can't <laughs> you, you have to be done yeah. i mean unless you want to go out to the pacific ocean then have fun oh, so um <laughs> So someone's cringing. I know. <laughs> I'm cringe laughing though. I will yeah. say. So uh, the the quick the quick story that I my favorite experience is one of my poor 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 friends, uh, Bushy, as we called him. Bushy. Bushy. And he we were sitting there one day watching. This was in about 2009 when there was the economic crash right in the U.S. And we were just watching the stock market fall. And I just was laying there on the couch and he was in the chair and I just said, man, we're all dead. And this was the era of your mom jokes. And so, Oh my God. I love a good, your mom joke. I know. Especially when Simone's mom is in the room. (laughs) Did you say your mom's dead? Yes. But she straight up says your mom's dead. And I bust out laughing. I am. And he had no idea. He's looking at me like, what is the deal with you? And I am cracking up. And I was like, it's so funny because she is (laughs) mortified. And I'm still, and then I was like, but so then I'm laughing and I was like, I'm just kidding. And he's like, oh good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. About the laughing. Like she is still dead. She is still very dead. Just, so he didn't know? He had no idea. The poor oh. guy. The poor guy. All it was, he, of course, felt like the worst person yeah, on yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when everybody, because this was, he lived with two of my other friends in a house. They were a physics majors. And when Alex and Kyle got home, I was like, guys, you'll Guess never get what happened? <laughs> so poor Bushy did this a couple more times. Just this, he's a bit apparently spacing about this there was another time we were all at dinner um we were all in a a judaism studies class Mm -hmm. at our university and we were celebrating um the sabbath and so we would do it was it was absolutely fabulous this class was taught by a rabbi and it was just a great experience and so we were celebrating one of the sabbath evenings with dinner and i was just in a very good mood and i remember and we were talking about what we were thankful for and i said yeah i'm thankful for everything right now i just everything in the world i'm just so stoked and bushy's like what you can't be thankful for everything like what about you know what about disease what about like cancer what about and and everybody's looking at him like please stop please stop and and i think somebody look really she's thankful for cancer and finally and it hit him in the face and he was like Oh, oh no. How could it happen again to him after the first 
time. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that is. So I'm pretty sure he did it a third wrong. time. I don't really remember. Wow. So it's pretty bad. I find it absolutely hilarious. Pretty funny. So that's an, another thing when people. Oh, what, what did you? So I talk about my dad a lot, and sometimes people don't. Oh, you know, your parents divorced. Where's yeah, your mom? What, and yeah. I go, the Pacific Ocean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, I just thought to myself, you have a dark sense of humor then, mm-hmm. which is fitting because one of the Daniel Sloss episodes that is... we watched was called Dark, yes. referring to his sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's very fitting. So anyway. Yes. So the other thing I love about being here with you guys, and I love living in Europe, and I love the experience of being in England and different accents, and I know that my way I speak has slightly changed, especially when I'm back home in England uh, or on the phone with people but I absolutely love being around the two of you especially because the way that we talk I think it completely or the way that I talk completely reverts back to America America and just some of the the slang that we use and the things that we say it's just I feel like it doesn't make sense in England or in Germany for that matter so. for example snarks Adding R's to things. Snarks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We play with words more than Italians. Italians don't really play with words at no. all. Tradition over pretty much everything else here. Mm. So funny. So, and, and a good example of that is that Davide and Annika, who I mentioned earlier, sometimes will teach them, in a sense, little jokes that we have from our culture that they don't have here. Mm. Like, can you beer me that glass of water? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. So using, and so now me, that was a that was a thing. That was a show. thing from the office. The office, oh. and I think. And so now sometimes they'll ask me, "Hey, can you beer me this?" And oh, I love it. So or they'll also say because we will, and I don't know if this is a culturally wide thing or just Andre and I, but we'll say in that same content context, we'll sometimes say, "Can you water me?" Meaning, can you mm. fill up my glass of water, but we just turn water into a verb? Yeah. And that's never something that they would do, but we explained it. And now they'll say that. and they'll All the time. They'll say, like, oh. can you wine me? Oh, it's, I love mm-hmm. it. It's very fun for us to have that joke with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my final question is, how would you, after this trip, encourage your friends or fiends to continue to deepen their friendships. Find a way that works for you two to communicate on a regular basis and do it. So whether that is, which Paris is amazing at this, um, sharing voice messages on WhatsApp, sharing um, Marco Polo video messages, right? I mean, write a, write a pen pal, like, doesn't matter, you know, or maybe that regular basis isn't every day. Maybe it's every week or every other week, but I would say just try to to reach out and even if you, sometimes I think we feel a little paralyzed by not having talked to somebody in a, in a while and we feel weird about it for some reason. I do at least. Mm. Um just try to let go of that a little bit because chances are they'll, your friend will be more happy that you have reached out than annoyed or if annoyed at all. Like, I don't see why they would be, you know, but we have this weird fear sometimes or, or I don't know. Mm. 
And so I would say similar in that vein um, to just send people things when you think of them, right? Especially mm. with social media, et cetera. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's too annoying. But No, just even like physical gifts. I think that's mm. a great mm-hmm. little thing. And so the – but the thing that I would suggest is to ask hard questions. Hmm. Or uh, maybe the, maybe hard isn't the right descriptor, but ask – Deep? Ask deep questions. Yeah, ask deep questions that maybe you wouldn't have expected to ask people or maybe that you would like to be asked or just uh, – so again, coming back to our walks and our talks, you've like surprised me with these questions like out of nowhere, oh. and it, and I love them. Mm. And so I think that sometimes with friendships, we they stay this weird surface piece to a certain yeah. extent, and I don't know. So I have some. We have some friends that I always feel like are particularly good question askers. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like a... I feel like it's an area that I'm growing in, Mm -hmm. asking good questions and asking them frequently and not just talking about myself. And I asked um, the husband, uh, like, how are you such a good question asker? I'm always so impressed and I feel so good when you ask me questions. And he said... He said... I just ask people stuff I want to know. Mm. And I was like, well, that doesn't help me, really, <laughs> I guess. Maybe it does. Mm. So that was very fun and interesting. Mm. A good response, I thought. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, ask questions. So it sounds like it's coming from a place of interest rather than mm. forcing the question, but the yeah. interest is already there. Mm. Yeah. So then the question is a natural outflow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a really good. You're a good facilitator. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all we got for today. Yeah, I have appreciated being a special guest. Oh my so gosh. Thank, thank you, you for, for inviting me. Yay! Yay! This has been great. Mm. We'll have to do it again in Würzburg sometime. <gasps> yes, please. Oh my gosh. Würzburg edition. Würzburg yeah. edition. Wow. Yeah. Ping, ping. Dinox mocked. Würzburg edition. Quite. So good. Well, for all of our many, many listeners. Oh, yes. Four plus. Four plus listeners. <laughs> you guys can Special find us. Special guests included. Special guests included. <laughs> you guys can all find us on Instagram at my friend's friends pod. You can find us on the web, the worldwide web. At you know, my that, friend, thing. that thing. Internet. called the internet. <laughs> at well, my... Oh, the internet? The internet. Oh, it's plural. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I live under a rock, apparently. Yeah, that's okay. I'm the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go well, I'm supposed to be the balloon, too. Well, oh maybe you're a rocky balloon today. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. So, you can find us on the interwebs at myfriendsfriendspod.com. And you can email us at myfriendsfriendspod at gmail.com. Oh, me. <laughs> Do you want to sing for us? <laughs> ah, la, 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 la. Oh, my gosh. I like singing like I'm tone deaf, because I'm not. I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Don't you know? We're so close. <laughs> to losing our minds. 
special. No. I haven't figured out how to do it properly. Uh, as per the usual, special thanks to Fran Boyg for our wonderful music. Thanks, guys. We will talk to you soon. Bye. No, ciao. Ciao. <laughs>